Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. And this week, for the first time ever in what, three and a half years of doing the Matt Madness Podcast, I believe this is episode 178 or 179, a two man power trip consisting of myself, Ron Pashery Jr. And Ek to fly Eric Trembicki. No one knew if they were ever going to get this two-man power trip, but here we are. Ek, welcome we are back. Given, Pash, we're giving the listeners something that they never knew they quite needed. <laughs> the two-man power trip they never knew they needed. <laughs> uh, I think it's safe to say um, neither one of us are particularly enthused about stomping grounds this Sunday. What's that? Uh, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, am I correct in that assumption that you don't really care either? No, not really. I think that makes it a little bit of a challenge to do the show when neither one of us really care. Uh, but before we get into the show, first thing I'll do, as always, remind you to subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. Uh, now, we both said that we are not excited for... Stomping grounds. I don't even know. Is it stomping grounds or stomping ground? I think it's grounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure about that. What the, what they're I even think naming? Because they're having thing. more than one match. It's with an <laughs> okay. So they, it's plural because there's more than one match. Yes. Uh, but we're not the only ones not interested. As of like Monday or Tuesday, I read they were having a very difficult time selling tickets to this show in Tacoma, Washington. I can't imagine that they've sold that many more. I did hear rumors that Raw was better this week, but, I mean, let's be honest. When you're going from horrific television programming for months on end, it's not really hard to be better. It it wasn't a good show. It was a bearable show. Right. Like, it just wasn't as terrible. The ratings were bad again on Monday and Tuesday night. They don't have the NBA Finals as an excuse. Uh, We talked about that last week. Like, when is that excuse, like, it's only going to last for one more week. Um, I have been asked on this show before, like, what what can WWE do to, like, get you interested again? And I think I've finally come to the conclusion that there's nothing. I think I'm just, I'm done with them. I'm over it. I don't want them to even do better because I don't want to watch it anyway. There are two things I care about on WWE. And who knows how long those two things will even last. Um, and well, I Let's really... start with one of the two. Because okay. there's there's a s- slight little shred of, and I could be overthinking it, um, if you go by WWE's formula, there's a little shred of something they're doing that makes me think it's going to keep going. Okay, which one are you referring to? I know you know which two I, I'm interested in. So which I, one I'm of the two are you I'm guessing you're going to? with R-Truth. And... The European Television Championship. Yes, the 48-7 European 7-Eleven Television Championship, whatever it's been called. When I was catching up on SmackDown, I noticed Truth had a 
Truth 24-7 shirt. <laughs> so, a piece of merch I would consider buying. If uh, You and me both. <laughs> I think if they're going to be printing a shirt for him, this is something he's going to keep going with for at least a month or two. I guess that's like the good thing about the way this title is designed is at any given moment, he could just win it back. You know, exactly. we could go on YouTube right now and see that he just won it back 20 minutes ago. You know, like that's not, it's happened now, before. Good, good friend of the show, Brian James. We all know him and truth, you know, go back to the early two thousands. Um, he even said on an Xbox podcast recently that this title basically needs truth to be involved. And as long as he is involved, it's going to be good. And there's the big scary line of once he's not there, this could get very boring. Right. Like who, who knows? And I'll be honest. So like he's lost it. He's a five time champion, which means he's lost it five times too. And I've gotten a little upset each of the five times he lost it. But I will say the rivalry that he had built up with Drake, and I'm not the biggest Drake Maverick guy. I know the other Matt Madness crew like him more than I do. But the, the rivalry he's built up with Truth, I think, has been a lot of fun. Him going around with the wanted posters and a lot of his social media stuff has been, been really hilarious. good. Yeah, Drake Maverick, he's good on social media. Yeah, so, like, it at least is a good guy to put it on. Like, a good guy. Like, he, he's been trying for how many weeks and been so close how many times. He finally got it right as he's about to get married. Him driving off in the referee's car. So I'm glad you pointed that out. And I know you don't pay too close attention to the product, but this is a rare week where we're recording on a Thursday. Supposedly he's getting married today or on Thursday. Oh, really? I mean, Truth could be a six-time champion right now. Right. Like, please let him pin Drake Maverick at his wedding. I mean, if that wouldn't be amazing... What would? That would be almost as good as uh, Alo saying a couple weeks ago that he wished when Truth pinned Jinder on the plane that he then parachuted off the plane. <laughs> it would be almost I, as good as that. I think. I think when he um, when he crashes the wedding, it'll be better than Triple H crashing Tess's wedding. Hundred uh, percent. But yeah. You, uh, so Brian Gerard James is right. He's echoing something we've talked about on this show that this title. Wouldn't be the first time you echoed our thoughts. Correct. Like, we've all enjoyed this for the, the month or five weeks or however long it's been going on. And I would credit 90% of that enjoyment solely to Ron the Truth Killings. Like, I don't know if there's any other reason. And, and yeah, you have to assume he's going to win it back. They clearly know that he's the, the driving force behind why anybody cares. And you know, and I've, I said this on the show last week, or maybe it was the tag team episode... I don't like for our show to sound like exactly what you'd hear on every other wrestling podcast. Like, to me, that's boring. Why would you want to listen to us when there's 200 other people saying the same thing? Of uh, course. But I've seen on social media so many people saying, like, there's only two things I care about on Raw. Our truth and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's like, okay, so now it's just everybody likes the same two things. Um, but... Yes, he is needed for this. It is why people care about it. And as soon as it goes in a different direction, people are not going to care about it anymore. And this is one of the rare things that, like, I don't even think there's been, like, a lull in it yet. Like, I think I have just enjoyed it the same every week. Like I said, I can watch him and Carmella run through the crowd on every show 
and it'll always be entertaining to me. I, I think it's enjoyable that this stuff's popping up on YouTube and Instagram. What I'm looking forward to, and I don't know if this is something we're two weeks away from or we're two months away from or we're a full year away from, but I look forward to seeing, like, you know, our troops are on SmackDown and he stays long enough and here he goes running through the middle of a 205 <laughs> live match. And, like, the great thing is, like, you, myself, Joey, Prep, Aaron, none of us are going to watch that live, but then you're going to hear about it and be like, damn, I wish I watched 205 live this week. Then you're going to sit here, like, live on the taping of NXT. You'll see in two weeks, our troop defended the 24-7 championship, lost it, and won it back. Yeah. Or our troop <laughs> shows up in the United Kingdom. Or, like, our truth is at the Performance Center. And, like, that is what I'm looking forward to. I mean, it's cool to see him on a golf course, on an airplane, crashing a wedding, stuff like that. That's very exciting. I might be thinking too far into the future, but they mentioned that this is going to be defended by all, all brands. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, like, we haven't. So, and that may be where they've run into a little bit of a hard time. Like, to me, that was one of the cool ideas about it is this thing could end up on any brand that yeah. they have at any time but like once it's on one of those other brands it probably means truth doesn't have it anymore but i guess if you could just start integrating him in these other brands like that's funny in and of itself exactly like our truth on like a uk show like our truth had and you know it's saying he's you know or in, if, in he's, Germany if, he's or in, something. if he's in uk <laughs> and he's like Man, I knew I'd bring like my European championship here eventually. <laughs> or not even that. Like if he's if he's at if he's on two oh five live and he's like, Wow, so this is what NXT is like. Yeah, did you enjoy the costumes this week with him and Carmella as much as I did? Hilarious. I thought it was excellent. Uh I was happy that they did it. Um It's been a lot of fun and I guess like the last thing i have on this and this is just a question for you do you think it ever gets to a point where the general fan population is just excited about the 24 7 championship or do you think this is solely about it's on the perfect guy like do you think it ever grows past us enjoying him with it i i think it's too early to say i think this is one of I want to be hopeful, and despite as much as the WWE product bothers me at times, I want to be hopeful that there is going to be a, a point where the 30, 40, 50 guys on the main roster, I don't even know if the number's that high, but the number of guys that are not being used, like the guys that are not being used, the tag teams that one guy's injured and they get the other guy to be running through the backstage, um, if I can see this belt flip-flop between brands, I think it will be something like, yes, I care about the 24-7 championship. Um, I know a month ago when I was excited, that week Monday Night Raw was coming and Mick Foley was going to be there, and it's, please, please, Lord, if Foley is God, <laughs> give me the hardcore championship back. <laughs> and basically we get this, you know, hardcore championship pre-puberty, and... It, it's ugly. The prepubescent it, hardcore. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an ugly belt, but it's one of those things. Like, I, I'll as a mark for belts, uh, you could compare it to NXT's North American Championship. I did not like the design when it came out. I didn't like the NWA's National Championship, but the first two guys that won both belts made me like it. 
or the first guy that held it and the matches they had made me like it. R-Truth has done enough by being, I believe he was either the second or third champion, and he did enough. I think it was by the time he was the third, but now he's held it five times, and what he's done with it over the past four weeks, I like the belt. I, and I know you like it too because you're selling belts, and you said the oh, there's you only mentioned <laughs> that there's two other belts you would buy, and one of them was a 24-7 championship. And I'm like, I thought Pash hasn't been drinking. What is he talking about? Because, like, like, for – for any of us, like any of our like core group, if I would say something like, yo, guys, I just ordered the belt, it wouldn't be surprising because like I'm always out there buying a stupid belt. But like if you who's cutting cutting the fat off your collection all of a sudden is like, hey, guys, look what I just got in. Like, I don't know. I'm like banging my head against something. I would be worried. Like, yo, how are you losing all this weight? Like, what are you drinking? Yeah, I think I said the only two belts I would ever consider buying at this point are – the 24-7 championship and the AEW championship, correct? It was the AEW. There it is. Uh, and they're, because they're the, the two things that I have some level of excitement for. Like, even if, like, let's say three weeks from now, uh, the other thing I like, Bray Wyatt, let's say, like, that has gone awry and I'm, like, not enjoying it anymore. I will still, like, I will still hold the 24-7 title in some level of regard because of how much fun it's been to watch what R-Truth and Carmella have done with it for the five or six weeks that it's, it's been out there. Um, so we might as well just, we'll, we'll talk about Bray Wyatt a little bit more towards the end. Um, we might as well just go through this card and at least give predictions. Let's, I don't, let's rattle it off. Yeah, I don't have many thoughts. I don't know if you do either, but we'll at least give predictions. I This is honestly the least excited I've been about a WWE event in the time we've been doing the podcast since January of 2016. We'll, we'll run through the card, give our prediction, any thoughts, and then I got a question for you about the card. Sounds good. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with the Universal Championship match. Seth Rollins, yeah, Seth Rollins against Baron Corbin. First of all, what is even the main event of this show? It's got to be Seth because he's been doing this beating people with chairs angle from the on both shows kofi versus ziggler like kofi has been on both shows this week but ziggler's not going around on both shows good point so it's definitely they and they love corbin vince clearly loves corbin they're not going to mind corbin closing out a show and you have the mystery factor of the referee yeah it's it's a slam dunk the universal championship main events the main events the show Okay, so I assume this is going to be a match that's just, like, fine. I don't see Corbin putting on, like, a classic. I don't think we're going to be coming on the show next week saying how great of a match this was. Gee, guys, what a splendid match. <laughs> Did you love it? Yeah, I mean, I have uh, to assume. Well, actually. I concur. It may. The, the, the main thing about this match is who is going to be the referee, and I think exactly. that may determine who wins. So who, be, me not watching literally anything. Uh, I have no clue. I don't know if they've laid any hints. I don't know if they've given you any ideas of who the ref could be. I know Elias was wearing a ref shirt this week. And then he got beat up by five guys. Yeah, do you, do you have any thoughts on who the ref could be? Um, I'm going to go with the easy cop-out, despite him saying he will not be the person. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Paul Heyman. I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be right. I just think it makes the most sense. If it's not Heyman... Is they're really going left field somebody that maybe hasn't been active? I'm not sure. 
I mean, I think the cooler idea would be to make it Brock, but um, Jericho did a review on the show and his predictions, and he's like, that would make sense, but why would they not advertise him? Which I think would be great. (laughs) I just like WWE putting him on a pay-per-view and not advertising him. Like, they did that with Money in the Bank. I mean, I don't know. He did show up to Raw three weeks in a row. I still just don't think that's what's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's Brock. I think it's going to be Heyman. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, you obviously know how much I hate Brock, but I think that would make this a little more important if it is Brock. And obviously, he's like the the one person that has the most history with Seth at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would be a good idea. And you know what? Based on the fact that for how many for how long have I been saying like Brock is not even really a draw to me based on the fact that I don't think he draws any more viewers I don't think you necessarily have to advertise him because I don't think it's going to make a difference with how many people tune in on Sunday night uh, so I'll go we, out on a limb and predict that, it's Brock right I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be Brock and I'm going to also go go out on a limb and say Baron Corbin gets his first world championship. And then do you think Brock would cash in on Corbin? Uh, you know what? I forgot about that, that he would also have the ability to cash in. Yeah, I could see box. that. I could see Boom that. Box. I could see them giving Corbin the title. So Corbin now can always say he had the title. And then Brock cashing in. What, what is your prediction? I hope you are right, but I don't foresee that being what happens. I, I think Corbin loses. I think Brock, if he's there, whether it be Brock as the referee or Heyman counts the three for Seth and then Brock comes and attacks him, I still think Brock just says, I'll do it later, and they leave. So you think it gets delayed again? That's 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 my prediction. I hope you're 100% right, <laughs> but I don't foresee that being it at all. So if this was the me of like two years ago that was like watching every week and putting a lot of thought into all this stuff every week, I would say 100% I would probably be wrong. But the fact that I'm going into this with like no knowledge, maybe I am right. Like just pure luck. Um, Good So steel cage match, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. I actually feel this is the one reason why I feel bad of how disinterested I've gotten and how I've not paid any attention. Like, I almost feel like I've turned my back on Kofi as the champion. Um, and I don't know if what they're doing with Kofi has been good or not. Uh, but I, you have to imagine that there's no ma- way they're putting this title on Dolph. Yeah, it's one of those it's one of those bad things. And I... I like Kofi. I don't think Ziggler... Ziggler's definitely not the guy. He's a placeholder in this match. Um, it's one of those things, as someone that has liked him for the past eight years, I would like to see him get that quick win. Maybe maybe it wouldn't even be bad if he wins it. And then in three weeks in Philly, Kofi wins it back in a rematch, and now he's a two-time, two-time <laughs> WWE champion. I'm for that. Um, a little fantasy booking. I like the idea of Big E paying homage to when he first came up to the main roster and turning on Kofi and aligning himself with Dolph Ziggler. Or maybe he beats he beats Ziggler and then Big E turns on him. I love the idea of Big E being the person to dethrone him. Me too. And I mean Big E is a guy that we've all been like clamoring for for a while. 
obviously I think we'd all be happy to see him get some success yeah. on his own. Do you do you feel like so have Biggie and Dolph really interacted at all? Or I don't not believe really so. necessarily. Okay. I, I didn't well, he had a match against Xavier Woods this week, but I didn't pay attention to it enough where I know if there was any interaction from the outside of the ring. Honestly, I don't even know if Big E was ringside. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't appear to me what little I did see on social media that there was anything of, of note. And you know, if there was something of note, they would have they would have put it all over there. They, their they would have touted about it. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and just pre Kofi because I don't personally think they're gonna put the belt on Ziggler, uh, but I could be wrong. And Eck, what do you, what do you believe is going to happen on Sunday night? Uh, Kofi leaves with the title, and with all due respect to, to our, you know, paying respect to Kofi, the one thing I also got to say, um, as you not, as you just mentioned, you haven't been following it. I love his title reign. Nobody can say nothing bad about it. I mean, the guy's already defended the title at least four times. I was gonna say short, he's been like short amount of times. He's, he's been, been out having there, he's matches been on like the weekly shows almost every yes. week, right? Yes. Yes. And I think him it with the singles push, not that it was terrible and not that it's amazing now, but I think him being singles has helped his mic work a little bit because, you know, he's they always were able to rely on Xavier to carry the mic for them. Right. And like Big E doing the outrageous stuff that Big E does. And mm-hmm. Kofi, Kofi definitely was always like the third guy when it came to them talking or like their in-ring segments. Uh, so you're right. It, it definitely gave him more of an opportunity to have to shine because the New Day wasn't the champion. He was the champion. So he had to do a lot of this stuff they would do together more on his own. So if anything, this probably has strengthened like the rest of his career in WWE, like now that he's had to make a little bit of uh, a run more on his own. Uh, two women's matches. Two. I, yeah, we have Becky... Defending against Lacey Evans, and we have Bailey defending against Alexa Bliss. Obviously, Becky and Lacey Evans have been at odds since uh, pretty much right after Mania, I believe. Yes. And Bailey and Alexa have a feud that goes way back. I mean, they go way back to NXT. It's at least a year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, to my memory, I don't rem- like they they say NXT, but like I feel like that's all backstage stuff. I don't remember them having singles matches on NXT. They had one feud that I don't think lasted very long. It was right after Bailey beat Sasha at NXT Brooklyn. Okay. And it would I think this was right when I feel like this was right when when Alexa like fully turned heel. Like nobody liked Blake and Murphy. But I don't know if everybody hated Alexa yet. And I think this was like when that like first started to really turn cuz she came out and cut a promo congratulating Bailey and then turned on her. And it was like a very short-lived feud because then obviously Bailey went and did the Iron Woman match with with Sasha the next month. Um but again, like all the stuff with Becky that led up to WrestleMania. Now I know she's still very popular. I know she's showing up at a lot of plays. I think she was just at some award show with Seth last week. I don't remember what it was. Seth um, pulled the Kenny Omega and didn't bring his belt while his wife <laughs> yeah, brought his yeah, belt. Yeah, she had her belt and he didn't. <laughs> I, so I know she's still like the most popular of the women in WWE. But I still, 
to me, I feel like it has really dipped in popularity. Uh, and I, I don't know. It's has it like are you still as engaged in Becky Lynch as you were two months ago? I mean, no. But I mean, I guess it's one of those things. It's kind of. I feel like, and this is something where you can contribute that to what R-Truth is doing with the European title and what Bray Wyatt's doing with his Blue, Blue's Clues show. <laughs> those two those two segments are so good, they, they're out doing what she's doing on a weekly basis. Where leading up to the Royal Rumble, or leading up to WrestleMania, we didn't, in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, there was nothing that was competing with what Becky was doing. Now that she has competition, yeah, her steam's got to be cooling out. She was Becky two belts. Now she's only got one belt. So everything has kind of changed for her. I don't think, I don't think there's nothing necessarily bad. I don't think they need to, that she's doing. I don't think they need to pull, you know, pull the cord on her. I don't think it's something they need to stop. And I don't want her losing the title this week. So there's my early, <laughs> I guess, prediction and hope for. Um, but your boy Jericho had a pretty interesting opinion on this. And I kind of want to hear what your, your take is on it. He's, he thinks the same thing. He thinks that she's losing her steam. And he thinks that WWE is doing the wrong thing by they're making it obvious about the behind the scenes of her and Seth Rollins in a relationship. He's saying that that is a big mistake because whether they were together for the past four or five months or whether they were passed for the, together for the past year and a half and we only knew for like let's say five months right that whole time she was hot from the build up to survivor series getting her nose busted getting pulled out of the match winning the smackdown title losing the smackdown title um the build up to the rumble and from the rumble to the mania if the majority of fans the majority the you know, the people that just tune in to Raw and SmackDown and watch nothing besides that, the people that watch the live, uh, you know, the live specials, if they think they're sing- she's a single woman, Jericho's thought process is male fans, which she has a lot of male fans, are going to be real interested because not that they have a real-life chance with her, but, wow, that's, that's, that's a really hot girl, and that's something I would love to aspire for. But he thinks the fact that it's obvious that, hey, now the world champion – He's hitting that, that that's going to turn guys off. So I'm glad. So I was actually going to ask you about this because I, I didn't hear anything Jericho said. Great minds think similar. My, my thought wasn't as much about it being like a turnoff for guys who like wish he was available. My feeling was, are they making a mistake by like now she's being presented as Seth Rollins, girlfriend instead of Becky two belts or, or whatever. So, like, that is, like, where my head was at. Is Are you, like, now she's just his girlfriend and not the biggest as thing in of, wrestling anymore? As of June 20th, I'll say I think she's still, she's still the man. I think come Monday, if she's Becky Zero Belts, she's Seth's chick. Yeah, like, that, that has been my worry. Are you, like, putting her in the position where we now see her as that? Instead of like what they worked so I hope hard that's to not make the her case, all that But time. I just think with what you're seeing, Seth gets in an ambulance. She's there, not with her belt. She's everywhere else with her belt. But if she's like the concerned girlfriend, is 
you know, this isn't this isn't the girl we all bought into. Right. They're, they're, I do think he has a point with that because, like, I do think there is something to, like, look at someone like Beyonce, for instance. Obviously, she's, like, one of the most famous human beings in the world. Obviously, most men find her attractive. But she's been married to Jay-Z for how long? And you look at someone like Rihanna, who maybe has been in relationships here and there. But but I, I do think there is something, too. Like, male fans see her as someone who is available, whether she's actually realistically available to them or not. Whereas Beyonce is spoken for. Like, she's married. It's like there's some level of interest that's probably off the table. That's a that's an interesting theory. Um, I, I never thought you know we would be comparing Beyonce and Rihanna to the women's division, right? But but you make a damn good point. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, and you know, I, Beyonce and I, you you're probably right. You're probably right. Like I don't even know if Beyonce and Jay Z are married. I don't know if that's a fact. It is. I've never heard it be referred to as Beyonce Carter, but. You know they're in a serious relationship, and you know they got kids. And despite whether if Rihanna had a kid or not, which you know you were texting about recently, <laughs> she, you know, she's not in a serious relationship. So I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So like, I, I do agree with with Jericho on that. That it does, it changes the way some people might view her, might invest in her. Uh, and Bailey, I think just poor Bailey. I don't know that they're ever gonna do anything with her that gets the fans like excited and truly behind her because i don't think they know what to do with her well a two-part goofy question one um which match are, are you looking forward to either of these matches and if one of them or if you're looking forward to both which one are you looking forward to more yeah uh i'm not necessarily looking forward to either one but the one that i have more interest in is becky versus lacey evans because I just care about Becky more than any of the other women on the roster. Makes and, sense. And I feel like I have a little bit of a personal stake in Lacey Evans because I was I was hyping her up like very early on. Like the, one of the first times I saw her do a promo, I was like, I love this character. I think she's great. I think she's going to piss people off and annoy people. And I think like she can do big things on the main roster. So for that reason that I just like Becky more than anyone else and my like very early investment in Lacey Evans, I think that's why I care more. And Bailey and Alexa, like we've seen it how many times and for how long? Yeah, I, I guess my theory is like, I don't know. Um, I guess slightly as a fan being nervous of Lacey winning the belt and I'm not a fan. Yeah, you've been um, nervous of that. Bad. From like the week after yeah. Mania, <laughs> you were worried about not, that. Not, yeah, yeah. I guess it was. It was. It was right after Mania. I, it, I. It feels like it's been longer. Honestly, I feel like I've been dealing with her in this title picture for longer, but it, it's not the case. Well, it's been almost um, all of April, all of May, and now we're two thirds like into June. I feel back to February. <laughs> I swear, it feels like it was like February first. She showed up. It started um, before Becky became the man. <laughs> yeah, and foolishly, really foolishly. I really want them and hope they're going to do the right thing for Bailey with Bailey. And I'm actually looking forward to the SmackDown women's match because they've had matches and she's, I believe dropped the belt to Alexa, uh, Alexa. Yeah. So I don't, 
I don't want to see that again. I think maybe this is Bailey. You know, I think they're doing her right because she's stood around and her tag partner didn't. So um, I'm hoping Bailey wins. So you so think I, Bailey may have benefited from Sasha leaving? Yes. And your so your prediction is Bailey wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking ba- Bailey's going to retain. And what about the Raw Women's Championship? I'm, I'm picking uh, Becky because I'm going to pick with what what I hope what happens. <laughs> and I, I'm going to go with Becky and Bailey as well. I think there's no real reason to take the title off Bailey yet. So I, I think both women's champions re- retain. Uh, you mentioned Alo said last week the match he was looking forward to most was the U.S. title match, Samoa Joe and Ricochet. And I understand why. We're obviously all big fans of Samoa Joe, and Ricochet is new. Ricochet is exciting. And this Mm -hmm. is, to the best of my knowledge, the biggest thing he's getting to do so far. Um, He, he, I believe, said his number one contender's match for the title was his biggest match. So, yeah, this this would be it. I think the match should be fun because it's something, to my knowledge, we haven't seen. Uh, I don't know if it happened on the indie circuit. I don't believe it happened in NXT. I know Um, for sure I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I'm going to give my prediction early, though. I think Joe keeps the strap. It's interesting because Joe is one of these guys that we have been, pretty much since he got there, have been saying, like, he deserves more. He deserves more. He deserves more. And he never gets as much more. as we feel like he deserves. Yeah. But I also feel like they, like, I know, obviously, Triple H feels like he has something special in Ricochet. I don't know if Vince feels that way. Um, Hopefully they see the difference in, in age, and they're like, well, Ricochet can be here, and he can later, and I hate to be the guy to think mm-hmm. that way. But I think, it, surely, if we didn't get it in 2017, the summer of 17 was the year to put the big title on him, and I don't, th- I don't, think, we ever, I don't think we ever get it with Joe. I don't think I so hope either. we do. I hope I'm wrong. So the best thing they can do is have him be one of the few people that can make the U.S. title matter. Um, in WWE, John Cena has been the only guy to really, really, really do that and hit that home. Um, there's been other guys that, due to booking, didn't get to make it matter. But hopefully Joe can do it. And another reason I want Ricochet to win, because even more of a smack to Joe, Joe had this kind of a joke of a way he lost the title. He didn't even win the title back. It was awarded to him. Right. So his first defense... <laughs> His first defense, he lose, it goes this way. Um, I think the real smart thing to do with Joe is the five people that were in that fatal five-way match, I think he should knock all of them off. He could start off with Ricochet, and then just one by one, Miz, um, Miz, Strowman, Cesaro. I'm, I'm forgetting who, who the fifth – there was a fifth person. Maybe there was, it was a four-way. I thought it was a five-way. I thought so too, but uh, – Yeah, I can't remember who it is. And the reason I'm messing up on the names is because I want either Strowman to win the title off him or what I really want would be my, my bias would be Cesaro winning the title. Another guy who has, has earned that. An- another guy that we have, each and every one of us on this show at some point or another, has touted about and, you know, have wished, wished for the high wins for him. So you think Joe retains? Yeah. So I'm going to go in a different direction because I do believe with every week that goes by, I think WWE gets a little bit more aware and a little bit more concerned about AEW. And 
And I think that they might feel they need to put a title on someone like Ricochet to try to, like, uh, ingratiate themselves to that that part of the fan base. Like, we love this guy. We've been watching him forever. But and they like may want to showcase part of that him. fan base. You're right. He is. But I think, like, I think they might view Joe as, like, he's one of ours now. And, again, I could be wrong, but – and and probably putting too much thought into it, but, like, yeah. I could see them trying to, like, pacify a certain group of fans by saying, all right, see, we're we're pushing Ricochet now. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised to see, to see Joe retain it, and I'd rather see Joe keep it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I hope th- this could be a great match. This probably could be the match of the night, and I won't be mad. Like, I'm not going to be sitting there pouting. This isn't going to be like when Jinder Mahal won the WWE <laughs> right. title. I'm not going to be sitting around and calling people, yo, anyone want to buy a U.S. title replica? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be elated if Ricochet wins, if it's a really good match. But I really hope it's a really good match, and I hope Joe looks like a monster, and I hope Joe keeps the belt. And I think we're definitely in agreement this probably will be the best match of the night. It should be anyway. It's got to be. Um, Roman versus Drew Galloway. I really don't have anything to, to comment on this. Could not care any less. Roman should not be Took getting beat by Shane McMahon. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say Roman's going to win. I, I, I'm i going to go with this. I want Roman to win. I don't think he is. I think he lost to McIntyre at uh, – I, I, he lost to him at Mania. I'm sorry. He beat McIntyre at Mania. I don't think he's going to beat him twice. They're, they're, they're using Elias as the punching bag for everyone that – McIntyre won't lose to and I think McIntyre is going to be the one has there been anybody like if there was ever a time that the entire fan base was going to get behind Roman Reigns it was going to be when he came back from leukemia have they wasted anyone more than they've wasted Roman in these few months I don't think that's the case I think they've I, I hate to agree with WWE's booking it's not enjoyable <laughs> it's not enjoyable now but like the common fan that actually watches that stuff they're they're seeing him they're seeing him against that they're seeing him against that um the authority figure i mean it's a bad comparison but this is McMahon and Austin <laughs> so you see it then so granted and admittedly not watching it i probably am missing a lot of what's happening. Well, I am. I'm missing everything that's happening. Shouldn't say yeah. I might be. I'm definitely missing all of it. Um, but you're saying you think maybe finally after all this time, they're they don't finding do him a when way. When he comes out, they cheer him. When he hits either one of those guys, they pop. And you think they're getting they, sympathy for him now? They they certainly are. They certainly are. So you, but you think then they'll continue that by having him lose? To... I, I could be wrong, and I mean the only unfair. I mean he boot they booed him against Triple H. I think they cheered him sometimes against Brock, but like, so ex- if you exclude Brock, like, look, listen to the 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 pop when he spears Shane this past Monday versus when he speared anyone else. Now you won't completely get this, Ron, but if our boys were here today, they would pop with this. <laughs> Shane McMahon had some $1,600 pairs of Jordan 1s on. <laughs> the crowd – now, I erupted. I saw it backstage before Roman was in the ring. I saw it when he was running. And I was like, wow, like, like these are it. These Travis Scott Jordan 1s, they're white and brown. They're it. 
They're it. When he speared them, I heard one person in the crowd, and I laughed. <laughs> and he said, take his shoes. <laughs> and then it, the crowd, it wasn't the loudest chant ever, but you could hear, take his shoes, take his shoes, take his shoes. And they kept going on and on and on. And, I mean, I heard the chant over a dozen times, and I was like, wow. I don't know what city they are, but Pat to the back. I mean, it, it, it would make was sense that if the they LA were in Texas. Show? They were in L.A., but it's funny because it's a Texas rapper who yeah. made these shoes. And <laughs> in L.A., they're popping for them. I mean, that, that was cool. I, 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 I really liked it. You've had a lot of uh, sneaker, like, marking out for sneaker moments with Shane, right? For 18 years. <laughs> I actually I actually rewatched with a friend the other day, uh, King of the Ring 01, just the match, Angle and Shane. I was like, you see them uh, Oakland Raiders, Bo Jackson's. <laughs> it's good to know that Shane can still can still bring it with his footwear after all this time. He's the best one that works for that company. <laughs> I mean, he, he got he has no competition in that company when it comes to footwear. No, I guess not. What was Enzo competition when he was there, or not really? Um, was Enzo a little bit of like a cl- one trick pony? The closest pony? to it. The closest to it. Um, so we have three matches left. None of these three that I'm really all that interested in. We have the New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Obviously, I love all of these people that are involved, but like, doesn't matter to me. It might even be a pre-show match if it's not. Or, right. uh, I Owens and Zayn just got um, slaughtered on SmackDown. It was a two out of three falls match. They lost Owen to. They have to win this match. It doesn't matter to the New Day if they lose. Um, I'll be surprised if they don't win. I think they're going to win because I think like they've done enough with Sami Zayn over the last couple months that I think they're invested in him. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan against Heavy Machinery. I couldn't care less. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is this for the titles? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I think it's kind of cool that Bryan and Harper have, uh, or Br- Bryan and Rowan have the belts, Eric with the K. Um, I would like to see them <laughs> keep it. But if Heavy Machinery wins it, it's really going to be like it's going to be the the nail in the coffin for those belts. Th- those guys do nothing for me. I know Aaron and Prep think they're funny, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, in the last match, we have they just they just had a, a comic act as the Raw Tag Team Champions for like two and a half months, and everyone forgot about them. So they need to stop that. Let's take tag team wrestling serious for a couple months. Yeah, and I think they're not going to take it off Brian. I think it's like. Obviously, he's not where he was three months ago, but like if he's got a championship, I don't think they're going to take it off of him. Uh, and the last one, the cruiserweight triple threat match, Tony Nese versus Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. I, I don't going to be a triple threat. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch. I have no idea like where the story is going. Should be a good match, to my knowledge. It's going to be maybe since the first year of the belt, it'd be the first time it's in a triple threat match. Or, or a multi-person match, to my knowledge. But match should be good. Uh, you, you know, we're all fans of Tony Nese. I think keep the strap on him. Yeah, I think it's just out of solely solidarity with my uh, HOH brethren, Tony Nese, I'm going to say that he's going he's gonna to hold on to it. Day one is. First uh, time we went. So I know you said you had a question for me. I don't remember if you said it was about the card or about the product. Mainly about the show. Okay. It's going to be an easy one. Are you going to watch? Nope. 
Didn't think so. No. Uh, so I, if, if you remember when Brock won the, the briefcase, I canceled. And when I canceled, uh, yeah, yeah. I got an email basically saying I still had access yeah. until June 18th. So officially, as of yesterday, I did not have access to the WWE Network anymore. Since Money in the Bank, have you tuned in to watch anything? Um, no. I, I didn't even – I think there was one night – you know what? I did. I watched um, a little bit of TakeOver. Because because I wanted to see the the moment where um, Street Profits won the titles, and I think I probably watched the women's match, and that was pro- oh, and I watched the the uh, Riddle and Strong. I didn't watch that. I watched Breeze and uh, so Velveteen Dream. So I did watch a little bit, but I promise you this much: going at, from this day forward, I will not miss it. <laughs> like. Hasn't even crossed my mind, to be honest with you. So no, I don't. I don't plan on watching. If you guys tell me there's a match that's worth seeing, I'll probably check it out before we record next week. But I have no plans to to sit down and watch nine matches or close to four hours worth of of WWE. Makes um, sense. So the last thing I have is Bray Wyatt. I believe we have reached the end of the Firefly Funhouse. Apparently, the one of the directors or one of the guys that was producing it did like an AMA on Reddit and basically said we filmed eight of them. Uh, this one was the eighth one, or it was the ninth one. I think the one wasn't really counting as an episode. It was just the song. Um, okay. But we saw the Fiend character disappear from the house. It seemed like the end, like the, the puppets all saying, join us. Yeah, and I believe he was backstage at raw this week and they said like i read in a sheet that he wasn't going to be seen but he'd be there right and i i heard that too and i was actually that's why i was paying attention to to twitter on monday night because i wanted to know i wanted to be aware if he popped up i wanted to be able to turn it on and watch it obviously that didn't happen you have to assume he's not going to show up on the pay-per-view i think it would be weird to do Mm mm-hmm there were some people theorizing he might be the ref, but it's like, why the hell would you do all this just to have him be the guest ref? Yeah. In this championship match, that it, it doesn't really matter. Like, no, I don't. I don't think that'd be it. But it, I'd be surprised. So, assuming the Firefly Funhouse aspect of this is done, one now that we believe it's over, are you as excited about it as you've been all this time? Yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen. I hope we still get a, a skit here and there if possible, but so do I. Uh, like, yeah, I'm excited because I, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic, and I buried that guy since 2012. Uh, I, I think I owe him some fandom. <laughs> I think I, I owe him a benefit of the doubt. I think he could do something right. Yeah, and like what he's done has been one of the very few things that we have looked enjoyed. forward to every week and actually mm-hmm. enjoyed it for the most part. I think the thing that I'm like, so I'm worried about the idea that maybe there won't be any more Firefly Funhouse. I think that should be a part of his character going forward, but I, it might be done, so I'm a little worried about that. Uh, and I think like where you're more excited because you have no idea what's going to happen, I think I'm more worried because I have no idea what's going to happen because I don't even know what they really can do. I just think that if you if they're – if they're trying to please the fans and they're saying that there's only two good things, 
they they gotta they gotta not drop the ball with it. Yeah, I I don't know, but but I will give them credit. Like I am right now. Like even today, I caught myself rewatching some of the Firefly Funhouse episodes, and as much as I've been keeping wrestling out of my mind for much of the last, I don't know, four or five months, I have been thinking about this like a lot. Rewatching episodes throughout like this afternoon, I was just watching them before we started recording this tonight, and I'm like, what? Just like racking my mind, like what are they? What are they going to do when he comes back? I'm thinking about like what do these things mean? I started thinking about. Some I want to other... know: Does he wrestle in the mask? Right. I, 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 I want to know. I, I want to know if they're going to tease us and he be a face for five minutes one night, or is he going to come out and be a monster right away? Do we have him? Like, I, I, that's why I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, like, I mean, does he first, show the up first... as the fiend? Does he show up as like cheery, happy Bray? I want. I want gym time, Bray. <laughs> you you want the muscle man dance, Bray? Muscle man dance. Um, so, that's yeah. prep. That's prep. Yeah. Prep needs a pair of Zumbas. Although prep was on record as saying he's not a fan of how Bray cuts his shirts. I got no time for prep. Prep Prep has very specific uh, specifications for cutting his teeth. As we all know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, as I'm watching. I I just got a text from Raul telling me he's going to kill prep when he sees him, so he should be more worried about that. More worried about that than the T-shirt. Yeah, I mean his life just got threatened. <laughs> I would be too. Um, <laughs> so I start thinking about like, all right, what are they actually doing? And like, is is like the fiend like just another side of Bray? Is Bray like is that version of Bray we see Does in the Firefly like, Funhouse? Right, or like three sides. Is he is he sweater and collar? Is he Jim yeah. in that? And I mean, there, I'm sure there's another layer. Uh, do we get him with the white pants and the Hawaiian shirt? I don't know. Yeah, like is that still gonna pop up from time to time? I have no clue. I don't know. But like one of the things I was thinking about today. Have you ever seen a movie called Identity with John I Cusack? I don't think so. I may have. Um, bad bad with movie titles. If it ain't good. It's not resonating with something, so it can't be that great. Yeah, I thought it was... At least if I've seen it. I thought it was pretty good, but I mean, it's pretty old, too. Like, I think it was out in, like, 03, maybe, 04. So, I like, thought you were going to say back I was, when Elton John yeah, was, I was I was already an adult by this point. You were probably in 7th or 8th grade. Yeah, um, I was up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> the only movie I was watching was um, State Property and um, <laughs> all types of other nonsense. <laughs> So basically this movie is all these people end up at a hotel and like one by one people are dying. And then you come to find out that like what's happening in the movie is this mental patient has these split personalities and he's with like a psychiatrist or whatever and they're trying to get the true version of himself to come out. So he only has his one true personality and he's not suffering from multiple personality disorder. But one of the personalities is a little kid, and it turns out that, like, you see, like, all the adults trying to protect the little kid throughout the whole thing. And eventually, the little kid is the one who's been killing everybody and ends up standing at the end. In the movie, you always know it's the kid that's going to be crazy. Yeah, so it's the kid is the bad one. The kid is the one who survives. So, like, the evil personality survives. And I might have to watch this, and we'll review it next week. Yeah, like, part of what I'm watching this is, like, is, is there something along the lines of this is, like, 
are these characters like Ramblin' Rabbit, Huskus, uh, Abby the Witch, uh, whatever the buzzard's name is, I forget. Um, are these all different parts of his personality? Are we going to see that, like, whoever is manning these puppets... Are we, we going to see the little stuffed animals in the ring? Right, or, or obviously somebody's manning the puppets. Are there going to be, like, other wrestlers that he's recruited that are manning these puppets? Like, I have no idea. They could go in so many directions. I have no idea. I'm just, like, really excited to see, like, when he shows up. Like, what now? Because I... It's one of the few things that I have, like, no idea what they're actually going to try to do. Um... Do you want to see him wrestle the night he comes back? Would you rather see him do a backstage segment? Like, what are what? Or do you not really care? You're just ready to see where where they go. Fantasy booking. I'd like to see him in a backstage segment or an in ring segment as a face. I'd like to see him go two three weeks as a face, and then whether it be a multi person match or him turning, I'd like to then see the monster. And do you think? Do you want to see him in matches as the good guy? Yeah, I, okay. I want to see him in the sweater and collar shirt. Like if Corbin's doing it and looking like a, a Applebee's <laughs> waiter, I want to I want to see I want to see Blues Clues Wyatt out there, um, you know, kissing people on the forehead, hitting them with the finish, one, two, three, and then he smiles, and then you see the Firefly. Uh, I want the Firefly uh, house. I, I'm forgetting the name of it. It was a called Firefly Fire- Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. I want the theme song to that as his victory mu- music. They could give him the old. They should give him the full the mankind treatment. He should come out to the evil mu- music, his old Wyatt family music, and then when he wins, Firefly Funhouse as the theme exit. I I think he goes three weeks, wins clean, and then he turns on. I, I think they got other plans for Kofi. I guess he's got to turn on Seth, but I, I don't know. Seth's got you know plans. See, the thing that makes me nervous with this is I think they need to throw him right in the, the top-of-the-line picture. The only, other, the only other thing that's kind of pointless because they did it and it was a failure, I think as if he goes after Balor for the IC title, but I don't see that being what happened. I think he needs to be in the main title picture. I think he needs to go after a world title. I think they have plans for Kofi and Shane. I don't know how they get there, but I think they got plans for... I guess they could do it with Rollins, but then... Are we really waiting until next year for Brock? Right. Um, yeah. Like so, as, mu- as much as the boombox is fun, like, <laughs> I, I just don't want them to get it over with. No. I think, like, so I definitely agree if he's going to. Or, or one last little piece. Imagine him as the babyface character, like Blue's Clues Bray, mm-hmm. going after Brock. And then he turns into the monster only to beat Brock. Yeah fantasy well, book that would definitely make sense to be the guy who could officially just like destroy brock i agree that if he's going to be involved with the title it has to be the main one or i think if they're not going to do that i think he should be just terrorizing wwe as a whole like not, not, a terrible even, not even for a title like just he's making things sure. horrible there as a like he's just this presence over the whole thing and it's not a t- I mean, I guess because he's not a nobody, like that's why like I, I don't think he they should just start him like with the jobbers and kill everyone. Like in his own right, he is a former WWE champion. He's you know, won a, a tag title. Like he, he's got the right to go right there to the top of the line. Right. It's not like you're introducing Braun Strowman at the beginning of his career. It's like not this like is you're somebody everybody Lars knows. Sullivan. <laughs> right. Hopefully it goes better than that. 
Supposedly um, he's injured again. I giggled. Yeah, Sorry. I did see that. Yeah, I didn't feel bad. Um, anything else in the world of wrestling? Yeah, you may have uh, canceled. I wasn't here last week to formally thank you, but you may have canceled your WWE subscription. But thank you for not canceling <laughs> New Japan World because I got to enjoy Moxley winning the U.S. title and it was a hell of a match. And I'm glad someone got more enjoyment out of that subscription than any of us have gotten out of our WWE subscriptions in 2019. Because I don't know that anybody's gotten much enjoyment out of those subscriptions. I used to be on here all the time saying not it's like sober. the best the best ten dollars you'll spend every month and yeah. not anymore, I don't think. Uh AEW about to introduce their, their women's championship uh at all out, right? I believe they said all out. Um Yeah, I mean I guess the the one thing I'll say, I meant to say this either last week or the week before. I do believe that Sooner rather than later, this will be very much an AEW-centric podcast and very little WWE being discussed. Well, hey, if we get there September, come the first week of September when we're reviewing All Out, all I'll say is, hey, I'm looking forward to the picture because the Bucks used to always do like a picture. They would they would lay in – like there was a picture of Owens laying with the Universal title and the other bed was the Bucks with three sets of tag yeah. belts. And then they did one with Owens with the Universal title and Adam Cole with the Ring of Honor world title. Well, I'm going to need Adam Cole with the NXT world title and Britt Baker on the opposite bed <laughs> with, with the, the AEW women. women's title. <laughs> yeah, I got time for it. That would be good. Um, so I don't know. Unless you have anything else to say, I guess this is it. No, I um... – Oh, I guess one thing. Did you watch the Moxley match by any chance? Because I know you were excited about his AEW yeah, debut. I, so I am very excited about what he's doing. I did not watch the match, though. If you're going to watch, if you know your subscription is canceled and you get the itch over the next two weeks, you're like, <laughs> yo, I want to watch a match, you should watch it for that. It was pretty cool. He did do a shield entrance. Oh, did he really? Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm no New Japan buff where I don't know if there's been someone in the history that used to come through the crowd. But, you know, you got the Gaijin foreigner coming through the crowd. Pretty cool, especially knowing <laughs> that he did an entrance like that two, three weeks prior. I guess not two. Yeah, yeah I mean, it could have been a not month long. prior, however long. Yeah, I don't think it was much more than a month prior. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, so I'll watch that by the time we record next week. Cool. Um, well, Eck, thank you for being here. I had hey, a good time. Pleasure. I hope you did, too. Hopefully catch you down the road sooner than later. You definitely will. Enjoy the rest of your night. Sell a car. Thank um, you. That's always the game. <laughs> so for Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki, I am Ron Pashery Jr., and we will see you next week. And follow us on Instagram, Matt Madness Podcast. Yes, do that. And we'll let Alo move the merch next week because I forget. What a maneuver.net to embrace the madness is how it is. Yeah, we need him to sell something. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but we will see you next week. Later. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't shake the land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.